When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast, where we talk about all things Star Wars. My name is James. I'm Joseph. And live from Chicago, what, what, what? <laughs> Just kidding. And today was day three of our um, amazing adventure here in Chicago at Star Wars Celebration. Right. Um, it's been phenomenal. I'm, I'm having the time of my life. This has been one of the... It's been an interesting day, I think, because the, the, there weren't too many major panels today. I think the biggest one was the uh, Galaxy's, the Galaxy's Edge Galaxy's Edge was the, was the big um, one. And none of us really went to it. You you went to the I, Star Wars show I went stage, to the Star right? Wars show stage and uh, you went to the Rebels Remembered. I did go to the Rebels Remembered stage. Uh, or the panel for that, I should mm-hmm. say. How was um, it? Dude, it was awesome. I'm not even going <laughs> to lie. Um... I mean, anybody that's listened to the podcast knows I'm a just a gigantic fan of Star Wars Rebels. Yes, yes, yes. Um, it was it got me from the very first season all the way through the four seasons. I wish it could go forever, honestly, but I, I'm still happy with the way it ended. Okay, so the one question I'm I'm gonna ask you, and I'm pretty sure Filoni also didn't answer this question, right? Is there anything else they're planning for after this? So the it was pretty funny. They they opened up the floor to some to audience questions towards the end of the panel. And he he told the very first guy right before he starts asking a question, he goes, so just so you know, there is a handful of questions I will not answer for you, but if you have any questions at all about Rebels, I can answer them because the series is over. I have no, there's no contracts holding me, no NDAs saying I can't do this. Um, so just shoot your question, man. I'll be able to answer it for you. First guy gets up there. He goes, all right, I have a question. Hey, where did Ezra wind up? And he goes... Well, you found the one question I can't answer, my friend. Because <laughs> um, that's the one question that, you know, everybody wants to know the wants, answer to. Because it's one of those plot lines that ended that you're kind of like, I could watch 10 seasons of them trying to figure out what what happened. Where Ezra wound yeah. up. Or, yeah. And so also even the in-between. You know what I mean? Like the in-between. Yeah, it's weird. Don't worry about is it. it. Okay. It's, okay. Yeah, it was just another. Sorry. <laughs> we have cords like everywhere around us right now but anyway um it was it was it's it, it ended in a way that they actually went forward in the future right to where there's a whole like five or six years that they could, they where, could easily tell yeah, a story where, where the ghost crew that survived what happened on lethal contributed and helped the rebellion and i i would love to see just even side stories of what harrison doula did for the yes. rebellion I mean, um, starting so- at Rogue One and going all the way through for Return of the Jedi, I would I would lose. I got I got chills thinking about. I that. would lose <laughs> my mind if that happened. I got chills just thinking about that. <laughs> a book just about about her. about the ghost and because Cla- you know Claudia Gray work on this book. <laughs> <laughs> well, because you know it's it's going to be Hera, 
becoming a single mother mm-hmm. um, with Sabine probably still in a supporting role, with yeah. Zeb still in a supporting role, mm-hmm. with uh, Agent Callus in a supporting role and of Chopper, some variety. Chopper, Chopper, Chopper stays strong because he's like the dopest droid. Chopper is awesome. I remember yeah. like, I was a little annoyed with Chopper, but then like episode three, I was like, Chopper's like the coolest person. Yeah, ever. yeah. Uh, fun fact, I haven't seen one Chopper this whole time I've been at Celebration. On the floor. I'm trying to think if I've seen one. I, I don't think I have actually. I've seen a. I I saw a Star Wars show shirt that I almost got at the Star Wars store mm-hmm. uh, yesterday. It was the chopper with the camera and all of that kind of stuff that they have oh, for yeah, their yeah, logo yeah, yeah. on the Star Wars show. That's awesome. It was it was close, but it didn't quite make the cut. Oh, okay. I, I had already spent way too much money. Besides there. that, but yeah, with, with Rebels remembered, um, I I was hoping you were going to come out telling me, James. Guess what. And I honestly, I went in with that same hope, but I also didn't let that hope get too strong just on the ah. off chance that I would, that I would be disappointed. Um, I'm still going to hold out hope though, that there's going to be like a Sabine and Ahsoka storyline at some be. point in the I future. Mean, they got Disney plus about, right. to, about to hit. They can, they can totally do this story. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, and it, and it ended in a way that if they don't, it's like, what are y'all thinking? Like, right. Like well, you- and, and the coolest thing about the, the panel that I saw was, so the, the voice actors for Hera, uh, Ezra and Sabine were there mm-hmm. and they, they did this kind of a, a look back onto Ezra's, um, growth through the four seasons of the yeah. show. And, um, by the end, like the guy who plays Ezra got off of the couch, turned around, sat Indian style, and looked up at the video and Aww. like watched the entire thing. He it, like, uh, and by the end of it, the actress that plays Sabine was in tears. Like Jeez. these actors love the characters that they played. Yeah, and and this and show, it's so cool. This show was so different from anything. You know, yeah, people always say it looks just like the Clone Wars. Like, yeah, but they 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 went a little deeper into right. the story than the Clone Wars. Clone Wars by like the last couple of seasons, I was like, holy crap, this is this right. is not a kid show at all anymore. But it, it took five seasons to get there. I feel like Rebels took a half a season to get to the dark, imminent storyline. Once Vader showed up, it was game on. It was, but okay. Then again, Vader showed up at the end of the season first one. Season. Yeah, season one. Well, but once the Inquisitors, I think, showed up and were really, like, the main yeah. focus for them to be battling against or to be running from, mm-hmm. um, once that Grand Inquisitor and Agent Callus showed up, I was I was in hook, line, and sinker. Yeah. I was hooked. I was hook, line, and sinker. Like, the end of the first episode, I was right. Yeah, this episode is gonna one. This is going to be great. Yeah. Um, so, unfortunately, we're not going to hear anything about you know, rebels. Not that we but, know of. But here's the thing: uh, today, Kathleen Kennedy, not today. Uh, Bob Iker actually said Star Wars is going to be going on a hiatus. Star Wars films are going on. Okay, a hiatus. That's, that's what I was going to get to. The films are going to be going on hiatus. Right. So uh, Kathleen Kennedy, of course, we say the greatest producer in the world, uh, owning Lucasfilm, is probably going. Okay, we can, you know. Take this hiatus to focus on Benioff and Weiss and Ryan Johnsons because right. they are coming. There, there, there's no doubt about right. it. And I think she's also looking at Filoni, and now she has Favreau, and she goes, okay, when we don't have Star Wars, we're going to have this Star Wars. Right. So I don't think, and I was talking to y'all this morning, I was a little depressed because I was like, what's going to happen after nine? Like, are we still going to be able to talk about anything? And like, yeah, there's still going to be a there's, bunch of stuff. There will always be Star Wars stuff to talk about. Yeah, I know. I know. Even, but... like, even 
back to when we first started talking about Star Wars, when we weren't even doing a podcast, when we were talking about it at work, there wasn't a ton of stuff coming out at that time that was... But at the same time, though, Episode 7 was coming out. Right, and it, was, it was like, And it was like that moment where like the future was just unwritten, like anything could happen. So, But I, I have a feeling after Episode 9 finishes and is produced and things like that, that will be in, a, in another age of that was like what's what's Benny off and Weiss's series gonna look like okay, what tv what shows are they gonna put out next who what characters will these tv shows focus on and it, it almost seems like a like a slam dunk for lucasfilm with disney plus to be like oh and here's the new season of rebels or it's not even gonna be called it, rebels it won't yet, be called rebels which is great right which is you know a really clever thing they did um, which is why when Rise of Resistance came up, I got excited. But then I'm like, okay, they're doing a whole different thing with Rise of Resistance. Are you talking about Resistance? Star Wars Resistance? You know what I'm trying to say. Resistance. Okay. It's 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 late. All right. Re- <laughs> resistance. It's been a long day. Um, and then you, you got excited, then you realize, oh, okay, never mind. It's just well, that's also that. So Resistance has a season two. Yeah. Where have you finished it? Oh yeah, I finished. Okay, yeah. so spoilers alert! Spoiler alert to anyone who's listening right now that has not finished uh, season one of Resistance, but they blast off into hyperspace and they don't know where they're gonna land. Yes, which is crazy. So you know who else did that? Ezra, Ezra Bridger, and some space whales, and and Thrawn. Thrawn. Um. So I mean, I'm not saying that that's what's, what's going to happen. There's a panel tomorrow that I might try to attend. There's no way they're going to announce the resistance and rebels. You know what I mean? But they're well. They're that the panel tomorrow is focusing on season two of resistance. Very true. So I'm hoping for at least a trailer for season two. Yeah. I mean, I, mean nice. it, I I enjoyed resistance. It it didn't get me. It didn't get me in the Star Wars mood as so much as Clone Wars and Rebels did. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was it was a fun ride, especially like the last four episodes or so. Oh yeah, were once you got to phenomenal. Those, yeah, once you got to the last episodes, I was like edge of my seat. Going, right, this is this is what the whole season should have been. What? Well, I think I think Resistance is going to be more of that Clone Wars that slow burn. I don't think it's going to be that the same as as a. Rebels, where it was like, we've got four seasons to get in and get out and tell our story. Yeah, true. Whereas Clone Wars was like, I don't know, we could go forever if if Cartoon Network will keep letting us make episodes, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, true. So, and I mean, it's Dave Filoni, man. He can do anything. He's a, I, After hearing him talk about some of his creative process um, and and the way he does stuff, that dude's a certifiable genius. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's, there's no getting around. I that. thought so already, but now for sure I do. He had a story where, um, in the last episode of rebels where, um, Sabine is monologuing about everything that had happened. Yes. No one knew that that was the end of, Re- of rebels except for him, a producer and the actress who plays Sabine. Wow. He wrote it down on a yellow legal notepad, handed her the pad, and goes, hey, read this. That is amazing. And she was like, you're trusting me with this information? You know, it's funny. He did it on a yellow legal pad. Just like just like, just like George did. I got goosebumps. <laughs> yeah. Just like George did for uh, James Earl Jones. Yeah. He said, this is, this is how it goes. And again, James Earl Jones new yep and it, it was only george lucas Irvin kershner and mark hamill yeah like that's it well and the other crazy thing is he didn't actually he didn't get that script cleared he didn't show it to anybody that would clear the oh script the producer he told the producer hey this is sort of what i'm gonna have sabine say at the very end yeah um 
So just so you know, and he was like, yeah, that sounds great. Hands. So the only two people who have ever seen that piece of paper are Dave Filoni and I can never remember her name. She's amazing though. She's in the good place. And, um, and she's awesome. Um, but yeah, those are the only two people who have ever seen that piece of paper. That's that's incredible. Yeah, and the ending of Rebels was phenomenal. That was an yeah. amazing way to end it. Yeah. Um. So no, you know, season, you know, next season of Rebels, but it's okay. One day we'll get something's the coming eventually. Um. So I saw the Galaxy's Edge panel today, mm-hmm. and it, it was uh, it was really interesting to hear about all the little things they're doing, all mm-hmm. the little things they're they're adding to it. Um, they did say, which was really cool, that the actor who did the voice work for uh, Nine Nine Num or yeah, I've always called him Nian Nub. Yeah, Nian Nyum, uh, Nian Nub. Uh, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, 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 that guy uh, from Return of the Jedi. The, that act, the voice actor, had actually moved to Kenya. I he was, believe. Uh, from what I saw, he was a foreign exchange student at the time that Return of the Jedi was being shot. Oh, okay. and he was working on there. And he moved. He went back home, and, and they had no way of getting in touch with this dude. They found him. They went all the way around the world, and they recorded his voice for Galaxy for Galaxy's Edge, Edge, which is amazing. Yeah, and uh, and they did also say Frank Oz came in as Yoda and recorded some dialogue right. for that too. And the voice of Hondo Anaka is there as well. Jim yeah. Jim uh, Cummings I Cummings, Cummings. Yes, yeah, yeah. Same and, guy who voices Winnie the Pooh. Yes, which, which is, is bizarre, which is phenomenal. <laughs> and he also um, what was really cool was they they showed a quick clip of Hondo. The animatronic yeah. Hondo, and it freaked me out because it looked it looked real. Right. I mean, he turns around and starts talking to you, and I was like, "Dude, that's a that's a person. That's not an animatronic." Right. It, it. Oh man, I know we had spoken about it before, but the the longer clip made it look even more phenomenal. Right, and I think. If I'm not mistaken, Hondo's the one that sends you on the mission for yeah, the Millennium he has, Falcon ride? Yeah, he has the Falcon at this point, and you kind of start to um, understand. I think there's either going to be a book or the story's going to be there where you understand the relationship between him and Chewie at okay. this point. Because he has the Falcon from Chewie at this point. So That's crazy. Yeah. Um, so we're gonna, they're going to... Yeah, because I know there's a book. I think it's later this year yeah. that's going to come out. I think it's coming out right before the park in California mm-hmm. opens. And they did announce quite a few books. The only books they didn't touch on today was the uh, Journey to Episode Nine, Rise right. of Skywalker. I was like, you jerks. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm glad I, you know, I, I, I was going to go to this thing, but um, but if I would have gone and they didn't announce anything about those books, because right. that's what I'm looking for is the Journey to, the, to Episode Nine, Rise, <laughs> Rise of Skywalker. I've been really, really, really I would have been upset. Right, been, right, that was right. A stupid thing. And um, hey, David, whoa, you just walked in. How how are you? <laughs> I'm hanging in there. <laughs> so Did a uh, whole lot of talking. Yeah. Yeah, so David was at the uh, podcast meetup. And if you watch our YouTube video, uh, you're going to see it. We, we went to a little podcast meetup. And it was a lot of fun. Uh, we met a lot of lot of amazing, amazing yeah. people. Um, shout out. Okay, we did it in our video, but I'm going to do it on, my pod, on the podcast. I'm going to uh, do it everywhere, man. Kessel, uh, Kessel Run Weekly Podcast. You guys, freaking awesome people. And then the Salacious Crumb Podcast. <laughs> Great name, by the way. I think yeah, that I was love the, it. The best name. Uh, we talked to him, and we talked to both of them for, like, a long yeah, time. Yeah, good people. And uh, a lot of other people, and then, uh, of course, the Cantina cast, fellow Texas podcasters. Um, they found us there, and it was really cool to talk yeah. to them. Yeah, that totally surprised me that Cantina cast knew who we were. Yeah, because <laughs> I had messaged them before, and he and he had told me, before, you know, Celebration will talk. So that's why he goes, hey, Star Wars stuff. 
Cantina cast, and he starts like explaining, "Yeah, I'm from Austin." That's why I was like, "Oh yes, yeah, here we are, <laughs> we're here," and that was really, really, really cool. Yeah, it was, it was a wild night, man. It was a wild, yeah, it was wild. So, um, you went to the Cubs game today, yeah? And did you get the uh, the blanket? I got the blanket. Oh, that's beautiful. Man. First ever Cubs <laughs> game, first ever Wrigley Field game, and I was nervous because there was a lot of people there, and a lot of people there went there specifically early for the blanket. Yep, and they were Cubs fans, right? <laughs> and I asked a couple in front of me, "Hey, they didn't have any Star Wars stuff on," so I was like, "If you don't want your blanket, you can give it to me." And they just chuckled, so I was like, "Okay, well, <laughs> I want I'm the blanket." They wanted it, but. Yeah, when I got in there, I got the blanket. People started opening it immediately, so I saw what it looked like. So I didn't open mine at first. I just located my seat, got to the seat, started getting cold. <laughs> put my gloves on, and then I said, well, it's getting really cold, so I'm just going to open the blanket use the blanket. And that didn't even help. It was so cold. <laughs> and my hands... It was weird because my hands were like freezing and I had gloves on. And I was like, what's going on? Well, you were, you had two pairs of pants on too. <laughs> I had, yeah, I and had you... like my thin pajama pants underneath my khakis because I've shot wedding videos before outside in the cold in Texas. And I'll never forget the night where I just wore khakis and my legs were just frozen. And you were bragging about those gloves before you went to the game too. You're like, oh, they'll be fine. I'm, they I'm say wind the stoppers on them. <laughs> and. And you still froze. Like, though it did not stop the wind, right? <laughs> it did not. I went down to the gift shop, and I said, I'm going to buy me something. Because I had the blanket. I had I opened it, so I just was carrying a blanket. <laughs> and I was like, well, I want a bag. So I figured I was going to buy something. Mm-hmm. So I did buy something. I said, can you hook me up with a bigger bag? And the guy didn't say anything, but he brought out a big bag. And he's like, awesome. Man. And he folded my blanket, Aww. and he put it in. And I was like, okay, cool. I'll take that, like, yeah. Yeah. So you guys thought it was cold today. I was looking at the weather oh, forecast Jesus. for tomorrow. Yeah, it is a hundred percent chance of snow pretty much all oh day my tomorrow. So when, you, when y'all are listening to this podcast, we're probably going to be looking out at snow. And us Texans are not used to snow. So no, not from where we're from. No, definitely not from where oh, we're from. Oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> this trip has been such an odyssey that tomorrow's going to be just that much more adventurous. So, you know, okay, so... We want to apologize now, 17 minutes into this podcast. Uh, our voices are gone. Like, very... Our voices are very, very <laughs> bad right now. We have uh, lozenges in our mouth right now, David and I do. Um, my voice is my voice left when I yelled during the, uh, the, the, the Rise of Skywalker trailer. Right. Like, when that title came up, I yelled. I've never yelled so loud in my entire life. And you can see that video right and now you, on our YouTube channel. Okay, so fun fun story today. So if you've gone on YouTube, Star Wars Stuff Podcast on YouTube, there is a video I posted immediately after the trailer dropped of my reaction to the trailer, and which has gotten like 4,200 hits on it, which is, for for us, that's crazy. That's, yeah, that's, we, we just keep watching this number, and we're like, what is what is happening? Why do people like seeing this this weird... Anyways, and <laughs> we were talking to Salacious, Salacious Chrome Podcast, yep. And we, you know, we mentioned the, you know, the YouTube videos and talking. And I said, yeah. And I put up the video of me talking. And she kind of just looked at me again, like, look, and she goes, "Oh my gosh, it's you!" And I said, "What?" She goes, "You're, I, I was watching your video. Yeah. I saw it." And I was like, "Oh, yeah." No. It, was in, it was kind of an incredible moment to watch. Yeah, <laughs> because to see, yeah, to see my face just turn red. I've never seen James's face redder. I was so <laughs> embarrassed. I was like, "Oh my!" Like you want it, and even she said, "I feel you." Though she said, "Usually when I record a video, I never want to watch it. I don't care what mm-hmm. I do." I was like, "All right, fair enough." Um, but yeah, she was awesome. Anyways, so yeah, the the video. 
you'll hear my voice and I yelled like the loudest that I've ever yelled in my whole life. So yeah, I don't have a I don't have a voice and hopefully Ewan McGregor's not you here. You still sound pretty good. Thank you. I appreciate it. But it you hurts. don't. You sound awful. <laughs> it might, but no, no. I, well, I, I know I don't. I know. I mean, we've it been, was worth it for the persons I was talking to yeah. tonight. And yeah, tonight you you had to speak really, really loud. But, but, but before we get into to that. Okay, wait. Let's talk about that. And then we'll get into. Well, we lo- didn't even finish talking about Galaxy's Edge, really. We, talk- we kind of did finish with Galaxy's Edge. I mean. They really the, the I wanted them to show like a really in depth trailer, but the only trailer they showed was the one we've already seen. Right. So there, um, it was it wasn't disappointing, but it was like so one of those things where we're like, okay, that was cool, but there was a whole time I wanted new more from that. They did show because I watched it a little bit while I was waiting in line for the Rebels panel mm-hmm. on YouTube on my phone. Um, they played a couple new tracks from the Cantina band from Tatooine. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I thought that was awesome, and then they sounded great too. It was. I was like, oh. man, I, I really hope these become available to the public because I'm probably going to download these <laughs> these tracks. And there are special Coke products there. Yes. To to my disappointment, it's Coke. I wanted Pepsi. Well, that's products. who Disney has their. I know. Their but yeah, they, they're going to have very special Galaxy's Edge Coca Cola bottles there. Yeah, they're like little round Coke bottles, Which and is, then the like thermal detonators. Yeah, and the other thing is, so it says Coca Cola and Arbesh on it, and it says like Aquafina water and or Smart Water or whatever water mm-hmm. brand Dasani. it is. Is it Dasani? Yeah, yeah, Dasani. It be Dasani yeah. yeah, and it's all written in Arabesh. Like, yeah, that's so, pretty. Cool. And this that's it, amazing. The one me. thing they've been talking about from the beginning, and which was now very apparent, was the immersiveness of this. Right, and it's it, it feels and everything they've been saying. It's like once you're in there. You're in there. You're, you're not. You're not in. A, you're not in a park. You. You are in Star Wars. You're in a galaxy far, far away. Which I. Which I loved. And so yeah, it was a pretty cool panel. Um, and then Collins saw Jedi Fall in Order, but he's going to talk about that tomorrow. He's he he couldn't make it tonight. He was still out. But tomorrow he's going to talk about the Jedi. He's out being an adorable twenty two year old. Yeah, yeah, he's he's awesome. Though. <laughs> um, so who all did you speak to tonight? Actually, well, there's one person you spoke to tonight I think that you need to talk about. Well, it's, it's funny that you mentioned Galaxy's Edge because I was speaking with Leland Chi tonight about Galaxy's Edge. What? And okay, we, before you go on, tell us who that is. We know, but tell the audience who that is. Leland Chi is the keeper of the holocron. He has an encyclopedic knowledge of Star Wars, and he's really kind of like the second checker before things get published, and how long has he been there with Lucasfilm? I believe since the nineties. So I mean, he's he's he was there when the prequels. I were think started. he was actually there before Pablo Hidalgo. Whoa, Pablo's been there forever. Pablo's yeah. been there for a while. Yeah, and I mean, I've always knew about him, but he was there tonight at the podcast meetup, and I saw him, and I turned into like a six year old and I pointed <laughs> and I said, "Look, oh my gosh," and. He was speaking with someone, and I just want to let that conversation end before I went over there and introduced myself. And I never really did. It seemed like it was winding down, and I said, well, I got to do this. Right. So I went over there. I gave him a Star Wars stuff patch and sticker, mm-hmm. and I explained who I was. He shook my hand, and then we proceeded to have a conversation about many different things. That's pretty awesome. Outside of Star Wars, inside of Star Wars, when to go to Galaxy's Edge, when not to go. Okay, so when should we go we to go? Galaxy's Edge? And if you say what, if you say something else, I'm gonna be really upset because I kind of already have like tickets to go to this thing. <laughs> so watch him be like, never. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so I initially said that 
I would want to go like around the Thanksgiving time frame. And he didn't necessarily say, no, don't do that. But he said the best time to go would be September. Really? Because if you go October, they, they got all the Halloween stuff set up. Yeah. And a lot of people go specifically for that. Right. Because they dress the park up and Halloween yeah, it's pretty cool. themed. Yeah. And if you go close after that, it's Christmas themed. And people want to sometimes do the Christmas thing before December. So he's saying once school starts, then you go in September. And that's that's the peak time for the non-peak time. So he's saying, but he's saying specifically for the Disneyland Galaxy's Edge. Yes. Okay. Disneyland. Ah, uh, cool. I'm glad to hear that. That's great. Um, and there's also another thing that I found out. What did you find out? That will blow your mind. What is it? It wasn't from Leland Chi. It was actually from someone else. And it has to do with Galaxy's Edge. What is it? And I haven't read anything or heard anyone say this. You know, it'd be cool if you just got to the point and told us what it was. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what the legit... Well, I got to explain to the listeners. I don't, don't know what the legitimacy is, but have you guys gone to the Galaxy Edge setup at Celebration? Not, not yet. Have okay. you? Okay. No, no, I haven't. Okay. But we need to go first thing because <laughs> you go into a chamber... Oh, yeah, they talked about this in the panel. The thing where they record the holocrons? Yes. Yeah. They talked about it in the panel. It was You go in there and you tell your Star Wars story, basically, right? And you say, this is what Star Wars means to me. This is where I came across it. And then it will become part of the park. Yes. Yeah. That is phenomenal. Yeah, that's confirmed. That was part of the panel. And today. he was like, it's going to be in a holocron just like this. Looks just, in fact, it's going to be, it's this one. It's yeah, this it's, holocron. it was a big triangle holocron that <laughs> like it's they had on the stage. Uh, so we're going to do that tomorrow. I think before we go to the, the, the Star Wars uh, show, we should hit that first. Okay. Okay, so we'll do that tomorrow or later on today. <laughs> so not only will our voices live forever on the internet, but we could images. possibly, our images and our voices could live forever at Galaxy's Edge. That's in, that's That's amazing. If that doesn't make you hype, then I don't know what is wrong with you. <laughs> so okay, so let's uh, let's shift gears here a little bit. The Rise of Skywalker trailer. Okay, uh, we f- I found out something. It's not even we found. It. It's like we investigated. <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy went on record today and said Palpatine was always coming back from day one. I heard that too. Yep. So that goes against everything we talked about as far as not having a plan. So this shows that there was a plan in place. And the report is she spoke with George Lucas as well yep. and got his counsel on it. So George this, Lucas is kind of still involved here. And this this sounds like one of those things where maybe George Luke, this was George Lucas's idea. What if George Lucas is the Palpatine behind Lucasfilm right now? <laughs> well, if you think back to the episode 9 pre-montage yeah. before the panel, Lucas mm-hmm. says it's 9 films that he's thinking about. Yeah, he already had 9. Yeah, when he like right after I think that footage was right after episode 4 came out. Yeah, because right after 4 came out after he became the greatest filmmaker in history <laughs> and made the biggest movie in in history at that point, it was like there was nobody said no to him. Like every, right. all the all probably all the executives at 20th Century Fox were like anything you want to do, 
you can do mm-hmm. and he was like okay nine films like this is how this is how i'm gonna do it and which at the time was crazy to think about but here we are so kathleen kennedy is saying since day one abrams has also said we had it so yes this goes against everything we thought right but one thing kathleen kennedy did say was we just didn't know how we were going to do it but it was do it, it, do it. <laughs> but it was the thing where they it was already in play so ryan johnson jj abrams um kazdan and terrio all of them have been writing this thing knowing what was about to happen so how does that make you feel that makes me feel great that there was a plan how about you i mean I, I probably would have been on board regardless of what they had said at, 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 at any point during this thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it definitely felt good to know that there's been bits and pieces, you know, even hinted at in other in other forms of media. Yeah. Um, about it, and it's it's just it's amazing to see it come to fruition. In my opinion, and it's and one thing Abrams said about Ian McDermott. Okay, which by the way we already talked about it, but the greatest casting in history right now is Ian McDermott. As, as yeah. I think we talked about this a lot yesterday. Yeah, because so. it's one of those. It, now that you're thinking about it, you're thinking, yeah, he's probably one of the greatest actors yeah. ever. And Abrams was saying that you know he is a he said he's a tremendous actor, and he got to work with him, and it's sounding like Palpatine's not just going to be in this movie for a couple of minutes. It sounded like Palpatine's going to be in this thing for a bit, which makes me excited. Mm-hmm. Because one thing, the, 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 the girl we were talking to yesterday, she was saying, I don't think he's going to be in there that much. I think he's going to be in there for a yeah. bit. What do you think? The thing that has never left my memory, and I randomly think about it, is when you watch the episode one documentary. Yeah. And George is on the lot walking away from the set. Forgot with who. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Rick, Rick McCollum on that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're talking about it was Natalie Portman's first day. Yeah. Yeah. That's the day. And I think Rick mentions, man, Ian is just fantastic. And George is like, oh, yeah. Ian's always dependable. You don't have to worry about it. And paraphrasing. Right. Yeah. And he's like, I didn't know what to expect from the girl, the Nat- Natalie Portman. <laughs> but she, but she was, she was great. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's, that's never left me. George's opinion on Ian McDermott. I don't know for what reason. Because maybe it's probably because I never had any info on him. Yeah. I mean, he's so, I mean, he's so low key. Mm-hmm. It's almost like he's enigmatic, you know? The only thing we really. The only role he's ever really him, had is Palpatine. Well, aside from that, like addressing the public, it's only yeah. been at celebrations. Yes. So now if Palpatine was always involved from the start, he knew that information mm-hmm. and he kept on coming to celebrations. Maybe knowing that in the back of his head, like maybe knowing that as far back as episode one. No, I don't know, because I know when he said when he came back for Rebels, he's like I think there's an interview he said he started to maybe think, okay, I think maybe something is gonna happen. And it always struck me kind of strange that he kept on coming back to celebration, and it was like, I see what you're saying, and. I was like, he's sucking all our life energy. It's, it's he's such, actually the emperor. Such a such a <laughs> such an accomplished stage actor and film actor. Now, it's like he really, really enjoys interacting with the audience. He really enjoys traveling to the states. I mean, he really loves this. But now we have this new wrinkle, and he possibly knew the whole thing, or he knew, or George told him, "Hey, look." 
Palpatine there's Palpatine still has a bit to play in the Skywalker saga. You know what? That that's a possibility. After after two thousand five, he may have said, By the way, you're not done yet. Hold on to your pants. Yeah, there yeah. there may be a day when we actually finish this, you're going to come back. I would really like like we said the last podcast, I want to know the timeline. I want to know when he found out. Because we may then never I can know. go we'll then I can know. go back and think, okay, what was happening at that time? If I can find out a specific date, I'll know exactly what was going on. Well, the only way we'll know is if they address it in the making of documentary for right. Rise of Skywalker, which I think they will. I think the when the, when this making of documentary comes out, the first thing everyone's gonna want to know is when was when did this happen? Right. And watch, it's gonna be like an old lost <laughs> like interview. This interview that he says where he's like, yeah. In Return of the Jedi, where he's going to be talking like, you know, George has told me that you know, maybe one day I will finish this whole thing and all nine films will come out and you'll understand the overarching arc. If that if that, if that that sentence is said, then George Lucas is the greatest storyteller of all time. Well, there is an interview that Mark Hamill did like on a Today Show or something mm-hmm. where he talks about nine films. And yeah. he talks about when he comes back as the Obi-Wan character. Right. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. So, dude, okay, again, is would that be a testament to George Lucas, or is that a testament to Kennedy and carrying out the legacy of what George Lucas always wanted? Both. Because well, okay. we talked about it yesterday. I, I think that was the natural progression for that character, was to go from the main hero yeah. to the... Mentor. No, I meant like the whole story, the whole story in in general. Like, like the is 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 George Lucas the one? Dude, they're gonna change the Skywalker trilogy to the Palpatine trilogy. Like, well, I don't think I don't I don't think it's the Palpatine trilogy. I think it's, I think it's the Palpatine Palpatine versus the Skywalkers. Like, right. if you think about it, it's Palpatine. One villain is going up against this this family of Skywalkers. This generate three generations, three, three of, generations of Skywalkers, because it's like. The only thing that ever stopped him from ever accomplishing anything was the Skywalker family. It's incredible how one cackle changes everything. What if that's why Luke tried to kill um, Kylo Ren? He sensed more of a Palpatine presence than a Snoke presence. Jeez, we'll never know. I mean, well, we're gonna find out because he did. I mean, in Return of the Jedi, he did try to strike Palpatine down right yep. there in his chair. He wasn't trying to fight. He was a defenseless old man sitting in a chair. You know what? No one ever thinks about that. You're, man. I've never. Okay, maybe he sensed something there, like an influence of Palpatines or something. I don't know. What do you think? That's an interesting thing. I've never. The thought The other about. question that I have is, what is Palpatine going to look like? Oh man! Right? Is he going to be Force Ghost or is he going to be physical? I, I think he's going to be physical. I, I saw a wild. I mean, maybe not wild because we have no idea what Palpatine's going to do in this film. But I saw a theory that said that um, light side force ghosts become one with the force; they can go wherever they want, right? Yeah. Um, dark side force ghosts are stuck like a regular ghost where they last laid. Which is why. Oh, which is why. Which, which is, is why, why they're Palpatine going to the never goes. Which is why they goes. Which is why they're going to the wreckage of the Death Star. That's a good theory. It's not my theory. I saw it online, but oh, and we were wrong solid. about one thing in our podcast last night. Uh, take it away, David. Take it away, David. <laughs> no, we'll let David do this. So yeah, I, I thought I was one hundred percent sure there was an A wing, <laughs> and you guys kept on saying, "No, no, that's a ship that dropped Ray off on Jakku." It's possible. And we looked at a higher res image because we were watching the trailer off of our 
cell phones mm-hmm. off of Sprint LTE, and it wasn't as sharp as a high-res image. But that high-res image we saw looks just like the ship that dropped Ray off on Jakku. It's very similar. We can't confirm 100% that it is that. You know what? I, I'm going to say it is. I think I think Abrams is like, oh, by the way, this we're going there. Like, this movie is going <laughs> to go there. I think he's... That was what this trailer did. He he showed us the stuff that we're like, what the wh- French toast? Yeah, what yeah. in the like is that's that's the ship that took Ray? Why are Kylo and Ray doing this thing in the desert? Are Kylo and are Kylo Ray doing this thing in the, the desert? Um, wh- and all this other stuff. Like, there's so many things that he threw into this trailer for that purpose, and I think yeah. it is that ship. Okay, God, this um, trailer is amazing. The hands putting together the 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 helmet. Mm-hmm. I guess for me, when I saw the helmet, I didn't pay attention to the hands. I just said, oh, that's Kylo Ren with really nice hands working on this thing. But somebody, uh, again, higher resolution, looked, and it's it's a pair of hands that have a lot of hair on them. Right, like a like a humongous Jawa. Yeah, so somebody we, said... We talked to the that Olivia girl we talked to today mm-hmm. was 100% convinced it was Chewie. Yeah. One, she was like, there's no denying it. This is Chewbacca. I was like, I mean, come on, man. You could deny it. Like you don't. Chewbacca know sure. has hair going over his fingers. Right. This had like hair just slightly going over the back of the palm. Well, and it looked like to it me it looked, looked like, like a Jawa. A, it looked like a glove to me with um with mm. like wearing a wool coat or something along yeah. those lines. So my brother messaged me today. He listened to our podcast. He goes, "Hey, do you think Chewie's gonna die?" And I'm like, "Don't even talk about Dude. that, man. Don't even, don't even pretend to Dude. talk about that." I've already. I have already had to live through that once with the the, <laughs> the moon when he got cr- the moon crashed into him and he just screamed at it as it squished him to death. I don't think I could emotionally handle Chewie dying twice. Chewie crickets, yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, that's <clears throat> our. Th- I mean, we're gonna be go horse talking more and more and more about the rise of Skywalker. I it, mean, it's it's so interesting and so intriguing and just so fascinating how this one trailer changed everything i mean it the just it the changed last everything everything in star wars shifted everything we thought we knew from one through eight is not even close to what what we thought mm-hmm. which which makes which like you said all it took was that laugh that laugh in the trailer makes me look at one two and three differently Four, five, and six, and seven, and eight completely differently now. I mean, seven and eight. I now, now I feel yes. like I need to go back and watch those as soon as at the moment I get home. I'm going to start seven up. I think. <laughs> but you know what's funny though? Uh, in in the panel though, Abrams did say, you know, the goods can be versing the ultimate evil, and then Colbert made the joke, which is yeah. When he said that, I was thinking, who is more? Who is the most ultimate evil that they can introduce in this movie that we're going to be like, whoa, this is the big bad guy. That laugh was like, oh, he means literally the ultimate evil. Like, good grief. And, Every- then, and then when he came out to basically confirm that he's in this movie and go, roll it again. Oh, God. Oh, I just, I have chills. And he smiled. He's, he was out there, sm- oh, careful. He was out there smiling because he was like, yeah. Yeah, he had to take a couple beats because I don't think he could have. He was just smiling ear to ear. That guy had a grin. And then if I was on that stage, I'd be smiling the whole time. Be like you guys, I, you know what I would have done? I don't even think I, he should even spoke. He should have just stood there, and then just and the light went off, and then everybody just went, went nuts. Yep. But 
he said roll it again, which is amazing. Which was just as good in my opinion. And the he still has the laugh. He still has the voice. Oh, good grief! That all it took was a laugh, and Abrams knew it. He knew he didn't have to show anything. He all Abrams knew. <sighs> I just they just need to hear it, and that's it, man. Mine. So all right, I guess uh, that's that's pretty good tonight for pie. It's late. Uh, tomorrow we have a big day, Mandalorian. Uh, Mandalorian at eleven, I believe. Yeah, so it's gonna be a busy day tomorrow. I'm gonna uh, try to get the Resistance and the Clone Wars panels in. I, I think. think I'm gonna do what I did yesterday, just walk around and just look at all the yeah. stuff because that was so much fun. Um, yeah, thank you very much for listening to this podcast. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow with another awesome day. And thank you again for listening and watching our videos on YouTube. Uh, if you haven't, just go type in Star Wars Stuff Podcast on YouTube, and you'll see our one our first few days, and of course my horrible reaction video of me yelling. It was awesome, James. It's amazing, James. Thank you, guys. It's really you good. guys are very sweet. I mean, right. you, you can't you can't deny it was great because all the views we got on that thing. Yeah, and it's just it's it's the purest emotion that you could have, I think, <laughs> in thank that moment. You guys are making me blush. All right, well, we'll be back tomorrow, and may the force be with you. Always. Pew, 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 pew. Hey, hey, hey. It's a trap.